0: Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Thank you for watching if you're watching this online, and thank you for listening if you're tuning in on the podcast. Today we talk about the haves versus the have-nots, and so this is a uh, I, this is a, a construct and a method that people sort of live in and they don't really know about that and so it's it's a it's a mentality that people have it's a construct that they have that they don't realize that they're living and you might not be aware of how living in a world of the haves and have nots is really impacting your overall happiness how it impacts your relationships and how it can even impact your health so i uncover this and we talk about this because it's something that uh, has has made a big change in my life and i think that once you once you listen to this, this will impact your life in some some way, shape, or form. Where. The goal is to bring back appreciation. The goal is to bring back sort of presence in our lives. And and the goal is to, you know, overall increase, increase our overall happiness. And sometimes we sabotage our happiness without necessarily really knowing it. So thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed it, drop me a comment below or leave us a review on iTunes. That really helps me out. And I just want to say thanks again. I appreciate your time today. And without further ado, enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, today I'm gonna to start off this podcast with a question, and the question is: is Have you ever found yourself lost in the thought of a of a deep dream, or maybe in a daydream, uh, and when you're dreaming of kind of a, a vacation, and, and maybe it's a vacation you haven't been on, and uh, or have you ever caught yourself thinking about something? Uh, in the past that you wish you had, and the reason why I'm asking you this is because this tends to be a theme that a lot of people think about uh, often. We tend to think about when we look at something that we don't have, we tend to it, it tends to ignite a wanting for it, and when we look at the past in look at things that we used to have, we tend to, and then we don't have that anymore. We tend to want that thing again, right? We tend to want to either experience that vacation again or wish we didn't lose that significant other or wish we had a car back or whatever it is, job, it could be a new num- a, a number of things. And have you ever noticed the feelings that it causes within yourself when you do experience those things, when you do think about those things. And I guess maybe a better question or a more specific question is what does that cause within you? What is that, what are the emotions that are caused when you look at something that you wish you had that you don't have? Maybe it's a nice car, maybe it's an, you know, wanted to fly on a private jet or a vacation or whatever it is, what sort of feelings uh, does that invoke in you? And this is an interesting question and, and a good question to ask yourself because I don't think that we really stop for a moment and pause and think about these sort of things. I think that we tend to almost automatically see something that we want we like it we're in awe about it and then it almost immediately almost immediately produces some sort of what i would call you know suffering because the act of wanting something that we don't have creates a gap between what we do have and what we don't have and in the middle is usually not very positive feelings now sometimes people you know obviously get motivated by you know, wanting to have something, and then and then that that causes a, an inner stirring, if you will, and they're really gung ho about you know getting that very thing that they want. And I would argue that that's actually a, a not a bad way to to do to to achieve something, at least using that energy as a driving force to achieve that thing that is desired. But I've also noticed that when we look at things, it tends to Cause a reflection on us that we're not in a position, or we don't have that particular means to get the thing that we want, and so what ends up happening is the thing that we want ends up becoming a mirror, and what we're looking at is the inadequacies that we have that uh, that 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 can't cause that. Okay, so what does that mean? What what is an example of that? Well, let's say you're uh, let's say you're you're driving down the road, right? I'll use myself an example because I used to go through this a lot. So I'd be driving down the road, and I'm a huge Mercedes fan. I love Mercedes, my favorite brand of car. And the the one particular car that I like is the SLS AMG. It has these gold wing doors. Looks like a very James Bond kind of car. And it used to bother me a lot. Um, not the car itself, but when I'd see it, I'd be I'd think, Oh man what a great car, like I wish I could have that. And then you know what the next thought is? Man, I'll, I'll never be able to afford that, right? Or it's going to take me years to afford something like that. Or I'll wonder, gosh, I wonder what life is like having that much money. And these are thoughts that come to mind and you might have a similar experience with with thought. And what I've noticed, at least for me, and I'm I'm assuming that it's uh, at least partially true for you too, at least to some degree, that you see these things and it immediately causes like, oh man, I don't have it, so therefore, so therefore I, I, I'm not worthy, right? So therefore, I'm in a worse spot now because this thing is representing all the things that I can't get. And... That's what I'm getting to when I when I ask you the question, have you ever thought of a dreamy vacation or caught yourself daydreaming in places in your mind that isn't where you're at right now? Because that's a big part of suffering. And I'm not here to be on my high horse and say, I don't have those thoughts and you all have those thoughts. That's not the point of this. In fact, this is something that I struggle with um, a lot, or at least I shouldn't say struggle with, but it's a it's a... Reoccurring theme because I think it's very natural uh, in our culture, Western culture, especially with the marketing out there and you know all these new products and we're getting iPhones every you know six months. Okay, that's a little joke, but basically we're getting a new iPhone every year, and I think we're bombarded with the new next biggest thing, and I think that has a lot to do, honestly, with how new things affect us in our brain. I think that when we get something new, there's a big dopamine rush and we feel like you know, this is so awesome and we're so happy. Like remember when you when you first get a phone, right? How good you feel for like a week. And then after a week of having it and using it all the time, it slowly diminishes, right? Slowly diminishes. And that's like that with any new thing, right? You get a new car. It slowly diminishes over time. So I think it's very natural for us to want the next new thing, not because we need it, but because of the way it makes us feel. And so when we look at things that we don't have and we can't get that thing right away, it doesn't make us feel good, right? It doesn't make us feel good. We don't get that instant gratification because we realize that if we do want the big expensive thing or the vacation or whatever it is, that that's going to take us a long time to get. That that's going to take us a long time to, to achieve, right? And I think we've lost a bit of patience with ourselves and with the world around us in terms of, of the path to getting the thing that we want, that, that journey, right? I call it the Grit to Great journey, right? Achieving something that you don't have, but that you really want, that's going to take not six months to do, could possibly take years you know it's definitely not going to take a week so that's out of the question but that's what I I kind of call the great to great journey but what has mostly come up in my experience and from what I can see is that we live in this world if we're not checked if we're not checking what's going on in our mind and what it's causing us in in a sort of emotional way we're 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 stuck in a world where we're in this world of the haves and have-nots. So you either have things that you don't appreciate or take for granted, or you don't have things that you want, that you wish you could have, but then when you look at it, it reflects negatively on you, right, because of the interpretation of it. And I think this is a problem, right? I think this is a problem because where does that leave us? If we don't appreciate the things that we have, right, and we don't appreciate the journey that it would take to get the things that we want, then where does that leave us? That leaves us somewhere in this muddled, muddy, gray area that we just don't feel very good about. And so I guess the nat- next natural question or way to go with this thread here is what do we do about it? How do we live a life that we enjoy with the things that we have and not be affected by the things that we don't have or look at the things that we don't have and have that discount the things that we do have right cuz that's also common so what do we do about it how do we how do we fix that how do you live in a world where you're bombarded with the new best thing you know all these shiny objects and it's just you know it's a it's a button away right like with Amazon you can do a one click I love Amazon by the way but you can do a one click buy button or one click now, and it'll ship it to your door in two days. I think we've lost the the meaning to wait, to have patience for things, and I'm no different. You know, actually, just last night, uh, I was I was uh, having an impatient moment about. You know reducing uh reducing credit card you know some credit card debt and how and i was getting mad and frustrated about you know why is this taking so long and you know and then and then going down that rabbit hole only to realize that i'm not respecting the process right i'm not respecting the uh, amount that i'm of effort that i'm putting in and really just not having uh, patience for the plan and the process to work out right because just like all of us you know i get affected by wanting to have the immediate gratification too so how do we how do we fix this how do we live in a world where we can enjoy the things that we have and you know one of the things that i deploy often is expressing appreciation you know, you always hear about these things, uh, you know, just practice gratitude, just practice gratitude. And you know what? Gratitude exercises do work. But I feel when people are told to practice gratitude, it becomes a mechanical motion, almost as like, well, if I just say this thing without any sort of meaning behind it, then, you know, it'll fix me, right? It'll fix this situation. And I think there's a couple of things to where I'm going with this, but I don't think it's necessarily gratitude. I think the act of Practicing gratitude can lead to appreciation, right? So I think at the end of the day, it's, a, it's appreciation for things that we have that make us feel good about what we have in our lives. And I emphasize this because we don't practice appreciating the things that we have often, right? We just take it for granted until that until it's gone, right? And then we wish we had it back. And it's a funny game that we play because it doesn't have to be like that, right? And so how do you how do you appreciate? You know, how do you appreciate the things that you have? Well, I think one way to appreciate it, appreciate the things that you do have, is take a moment and, a, and imagine a life without that thing in your life, right? So it's kind of a uh, maybe a counterintuitive way to go about this. I don't know if that's the right term, but think about something that you have in your life that maybe you're taking for granted. Maybe it's your car, maybe it's your job, maybe it's uh, whatever, your significant other or your cat or your dog or whatever it is that you're, you have in your life. And for a moment, just for a few moments, really imagine what it would be like without that someone or something in your life. And, and sit with that for a minute. Then see how you feel. Right. What you notice is you might have a newfound appreciation when you're done with this exercise. Now, this can be sometimes a painful experience where emotions might come up that you'd rather not feel. But that's what you would feel if that thing or someone was gone. Right. So imagine that. Imagine the roof of your head right now is just taken out from under you and you didn't have any other options. What would life be like? And in that scenario, what would life be like compared to the life that you have now? Well, what you have now is probably pretty good. Imagine if your significant other wasn't there. How would life be like, right? Imagine if your job was just pulled out from under you. What would that do to your life? So sometimes when we need to, when we actively appreciate things, sometimes to kickstart this process is to go through an exercise where we live in a world without that thing or someone and that can be a pretty powerful thing now there's another way to do this that doesn't have to necessarily go or flow through the negative but the other way to do that is to sit back and just be thankful that it's in your life genuinely thankful and sometimes you need to to get there, you do need to go through the maybe the more painful track of imagining what life is like without that thing or someone. Because after that, and you realize that you do still have them, you know, you're usually like, thank God, right? Like, oh my God, thank you. I'm so thankful I have this thing or someone or job or whatever roof over your head in my life. So you don't have to necessarily go through the negative. You can sit back, take a deep breath, and just really feel appreciation for the things that you had genuine gratitude genuine thankfulness so it depends on the person and i've coached a lot of people and they kind of go either one way or the other one 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 set of people can usually tap in to that uh, gratitude immediately and then some people need to sort of train for it right they need to uh, to work on it a little bit because maybe that's just a not a used muscle that they've uh, really had to deploy lately so that's In my mind, what it really comes down to, to living not in the world of the haves or have-nots, in fact, kind of living in the world of the haves, but being very thankful that you have those things, being very appreciative that you have those things. Because we do live in an unpredictable world. I mean, some of it's predictable, but stuff happens, you know, shit happens, and sometimes we, we think uh, things are going to go one way, and they don't. So it's really good to appreciate the things that we do have, because we never know when they're uh, going to go away. So it's something I think about. The other thing I, I wanted to bring up, and I thought this was I- ironic, and this is slightly different, so we're kind of going through a new thread here, is I was on my way to the gym um, early in the morning uh, this week, and there was a, uh, there's a billboard in the middle of Hollywood, and it says, uh, the future is full of hope. And I, I just start, I laughed, right? I laughed at, I just laughed at the very idea of it, because for those that don't live in Hollywood, it's, it's almost kind of a joke, right? Because in my cynical view, or a cynical view of Hollywood, is, is that Hollywood is a place in Los Angeles, where a lot of dreams go to die, <laughs> and I say that sort of jokingly, but it's also sort of true. Uh, it's perhaps a bit of a stereotype, but it's it's definitely a, a an ism, a truth ism, if that's even a word, uh, about about Hollywood. And I, I was laughing at the billboard because I thought it was rather ironic, right? And I thought that on one hand, it's a good message for Hollywood, right? But on the other hand. I have, uh, I have a slight problem with the idea of hope because I feel like when we hope too much, we, it takes control out of our lives. It's almost like, you know, I hope I don't get in a car accident today and then just not take care of the responsibility for the wheel, right? Uh, or it's like, you know, I hope I don't get fat if I eat all these, you know, if I eat this whole bag of Oreos, right? And I think hope, when we use it incorrectly, sort of negates the bad behavior that we're doing, right? And, it, and, it, and in a way, I think hope can actually keep us from some of the things that we want in life. And I, I come from the from personal responsibility and taking a 1,000% responsibility for your life. So just to give you some context, that's my worldview. Do I have hope for the future? No, but I do have a lot of faith and a lot of good, uh, good, good, in, good intentions, backed by action for the future. Do I think the future is optimistically bright? Absolutely, and I'm an I'm an optimistic person. Uh, so, I, I'm perhaps overly optimistic and overly optimistic, optimistic about the odds of you know my successes and the future and things like that. So, I uh, I don't I don't I don't like necessarily like the word of hope because I hear that all the time and it's almost like gambling, right? Oh, I hope I get, you know, a couple aces. You know, I hope I get dealt, you know, a pair of cowboys, which are kings. And so I, I just, I have a problem with hope. And so if you find yourself going around saying, I hope this happens, I hope this happens, realize that that's, that's, that, that's terminology that is not necessarily helping you. Okay. And so, you know, the question is, well, what should I say? You know, you should say, well, I believe in my future, right? I believe I have the capabilities of achieving the things I want. I am doing the things that are leading to, you know, certain areas of success. This that's not hope, that's action. And I think there's a big difference there, you know, between between hope and action. And so I when it comes to I guess sort of tying back this sort of haves and the haves nots, if if I wanted that, you know, that AMG, you know, S SLS. Mercedes, it's not about hoping I would get it. It's about working my ass off to get that certain thing if that was my primary goal, right? If your goal is to uh, be an entrepreneur or work full-time for yourself, right? Don't hope for that. Build that, right? Take actions to do that. That's where you get more of guarantees in life, and there's not many guarantees, so that's Probably the wrong way to say it, but that's that increases your chances of actually having things happen is by the action that you that you choose because all action has consequences, right? So consequences can come in a good bad, good form and a bad form. So all action produces a certain consequence. Consequence is, in my use of the term, uh, neutral, right? Because it, it's a it's a it's a reciprocal action of action so for example um, if you I don't know don't fill up the gas tank with your uh, car all the way and it's on the red light and you're just like okay I can just make it a few more miles few more miles totally underestimating you know the the, the mileage that you can get out of that that's an action that can produce uh, consequences that you probably don't want however another example in when I was a dating coach for a couple of years, Guys that would go over and talk to women generally had a mixed bag of consequences. Sometimes the consequences were great, phenomenal. They got exactly what they needed out of the program. Sometimes consequences weren't so great, right? But you can't get consequences or results that you want without taking action. And part of getting those results that you want is sifting through failure. And this could probably be a whole nother episode, and I don't know, maybe I'll just go on a tangent here. But that's at at the crutch of it. If you want things in life, it's not about having the haves and the have-nots. It's about, am I doing the things that I need to do, or am I not doing those things that I need to do? And if I'm not doing those things that I need to do, then why is that? Why? Why are you skirting away from the things that you want? Is it because you don't believe in yourself? You don't actually believe in you can get these things? There could be a lot of reasons for that, but you need to understand why you do what you do and why you do what you don't do, right? Just like if you wanna achieve something, it's not about the car. You know, when people achieve things, it's not about the the money that they get or the cars that they get. It's about either a feeling that they have Uh, Or it's about conquering something, especially if it's for, you know, like a male. So when you want a car or you want something material, it's not necessarily about the thing. It's what the thing does for you that really matters. And the people that achieve really great things in life do it because they have a personal why attached to it. There's meaning behind it. And there is perhaps a sense that if they don't achieve it, they'll feel like a failure. And who wants to feel like a failure for the rest of their life? You know, I don't know many people that do. In fact, I don't think I know anybody that does. So, in the world of the haves versus the have-nots, to escape the world, you need to open up your mind to a different sort of reality. You need to spin it in a way so that you're not in this pattern, this habitual pattern of seeing things that you... Wish you had, and not appreciating the things that you do have. And in a weird way, when you start appreciating the things that you do have, you start to reproduce more of those things. Uh, not because, you know, I don't believe in like, you know, it's not magic, but what I do think happens is that be, when you start to appreciate those more things, you train your brain to see more great things in life. And so therefore, When you have blinders on, it's hard to see those things. But when you start training yourself to be appreciative, to really enjoy those things, it starts lifting off those blinders. So you're able to see all the wonderful things that life has to offer, which is a lot. But you can't see that if all you're focused on is the negative of, I don't have the things that I want. So think about. You know, maybe perhaps for this week, think about that and think about are you living in a world of the haves versus have-nots? And if you are, what are you doing about it? Are you going to continue living that way? Because I'll tell you, life is an, uh, is an evolving pattern, right? And so when we break free of a, of a negative pattern that holds us back, we fall into a new pattern of growth. And the problems, which are patterns, you know, persistent problems, problems that you always face, whether it's you always find yourself dating the same person, you know the same jerk or asshole, or you, you know, always find yourself, you know, getting low end jobs or not making the money that you want, that problem persists until you find ways to outgrow the problem, to overcome the problem, and a lot of times that involves growth, that involves new ways of thinking about things and how, and maybe thinking about yourself, and specifically with what we're talking about here the haves versus the have not world it's about you know appreciating the things that you do have practicing that appreciation understanding that there there is no hope for the future in the sense that you can't just throw the dice and just totally just have, be at the whims of luck okay that's not a great way to live life you have to create your own luck through action through execution, through doing things that you don't want to do, through going through resistance. Okay, resistance is the biggest way to know that you're on the right path. Because if you're feeling resistance towards a goal, that means that goal is going to grow you. That's a beautiful thing, you know, especially for guys. You know, the guys are listening to this. We need to grow. We need to conquer things. When we don't conquer things, we we wonder what the point of life is about. And so think about this week think about next time you notice yourself wishing that you had something ask yourself do i really just want that thing or am i just not appreciating the thing that i already have or the things that i already have so think about that and then think about you know maybe where you're spending a lot of your time too because what you don't want to do is practice something that you don't want to become which is somebody that you know is always wishing they had things that they That they don't have that discounts the things that they do have, right? You don't want to live in that world. Nobody does. So think about that this week. And if this has, uh, and if if this has, you know, affected you in somehow or impacted the way you view things, you know, drop a comment, you know, below uh, if you're watching this online and if you're um, if you're on the podcast or you're listening to the podcast, drop me an email. You know, let me know if this had helped you in, in some sort of way. You can reach me at Justin at gritturate.life. So uh, that's it for this week. Enjoy the rest of the week, and I'll talk to you on the next one. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you enjoyed it, if you like this episode, then go over to iTunes and leave a five-star review right now or just share your thoughts and, and feelings. We like to hear what you, what's going on with you and if this show is of value. So let us know. Go over to iTunes, drop over that review. It only takes a few seconds. And we also have some new things going on. So I've created a personal development portal and you can check it out. It's called Level Up Dot grit to great. Dot life that's level up dot grit to great. Dot life you can go over there and check out the programs that we have going on and you can try some of them for free So thanks so much for listening in today and have a great day.